Hey, you guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. And there are a few things, nay, nothing. I love more in Star Wars than Luke Skywalker. So I thought today we would watch for the first time the Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian making of the finale, something like that, and edit it together. And hopefully it'll make a podcast of sorts that will be listenable for you with my, my thoughts and feelings through some memorable sections of this documentary. So I, I highly recommend, and you probably already have, if you listen to this podcast, that you uh, check out this um, doc on Disney Plus. And uh, then if you want to um, hear or through the wonders of youtube.com, see my uh, reaction and thoughts to, quite frankly, the, like, as far as watching Star Wars content goes, the most thrilled I've ever been. It, it hit me in uh, the right spot at the right time at the right place. And um, I will forever be uh, grateful to that episode and um oh, make sure if you're into this sort of thing you don't have to make sure but it, it is something very um compelling that you check out my uh reaction there's an edited video 10 minute reaction thing to to luke coming out in the mandalorian it's at the top of my youtube channel and um i didn't know whether to laugh or cry so i i did both which um, some people in the comments are very concerned about and some <laughs> are angry about for some reason. But um, I was having a very good time. Wouldn't, um, wouldn't change a thing. So fun. So fun. And before we get started, of course, let's get this out of the way. Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian. Marvel gets assembled. That is such a cool name. Come on, don't show me the masks, please. Oh, thank gosh. I find that the emotions run very deep with Star Wars and people's relationship, especially people who grew up with it from a young age, feel a lot of connection to it. So that people care deeply that it's being handled correctly and that it's being handled respectfully and feel like it's all connected with consistency. And I, I got to say on that, yes, they can care very deeply about it, but if it doesn't happen the way they think is right, calm down. Like, take your dissatisfaction with the amount that a, um, a, a fun space film not working out the way you wanted, um, the amount of emotion um, that requires or that is due, which isn't very much in the scheme of um, life events, you know? Incoming craft, identify yourself. At that moment when the X-Wing came in was just such a phenomenal feeling of, 
There's this quote in The Simpsons that I love where it's Jacques, the bowler, and he's um, trying to seduce Marge in a very early episode at the bowling alley. And uh, he's getting ready to go out and he's like, um, now the best part, it's not the deed, it's not the memory, it is the moment of anticipation. And like all season, I had sort of been joking that Luke was going to be in it. But, like, the signs did point towards that, being that there was going to be a Jedi and, and what sort of Jedi could they use that would that would make an impact. Um, Luke's out there. So all signs point to Luke, but that would be impossibly good to happen that I would joke about it, but I didn't believe it. I didn't have my, like, heart set on it because it was, like, so good, like, the best thing. Like, like for me, watching Star Wars, like, Luke Skywalker is the best thing in my favourite thing. So do I dare anticipate my favourite thing having the favourite thing? Probably best I didn't, and uh, it was it was it was more fun um, as a result. I feel like, but um, I, I just did an edit. This is a sweet plug on um, CM Punk, a professional wrestler. Professional wrestler um, just came back after seven years, and he was a, a like a mainstream cult favorite. Um, if you could put that way, he had such a like he had such a strong connection with a portion of the audience, and he, and he and he went away because he didn't like the system he was working in in real life. Um, like a real life scenario was was playing out that would also play out in the you know the storyline. So he left, and then he just came back um, to another wrestling federation, AEW, and I just did an edit of his um, entrance when he returned was like one of the biggest reactions in, in wrestling history. And I edited the sound from that to the vision of Luke coming back in The Mandalorian because I, I found them when I was watching both things. I obviously have a much stronger connection to Luke Skywalker than CM Punk, but it was a similar elation and like there was like a rumour, there was like a very heavy rumour leading to people going, it's just going to happen, that he was going to come out at uh, on this show. But it wasn't confirmed, but all signs pointed to yes. So it, like when, when Luke flew in, like at the start of the TV show, when CM Punk's music came on, it was that same thing of like, this is a hundred percent confirmed, and I now have about ten seconds of blissful anticipation before it happens, and that's what this Luke flying the uh, the X wing, the I guess it's a Red Five into the um, the docking bay here on the screen. Um, it was just that like. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I wished it was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen. I now know it's going to happen. And I've just got that, you know, how many, 10, 20 seconds of just like full blissful knowledge that the next 10 minutes of my life are going to be sheer childhood bliss. Let's go. I remember John gave me the script for the season finale episode and I read it. And I loved it. But there was a character that came in at the end of it. And in the script, it was written as a character called Plo Koon. And I knew Plo Koon was a Jedi, I think, from the prequel trilogy. And I was like, well, how are we visualizing this? And he's like, come over here in the corner. I want to I want to talk to you. And he gave me the real news that it was, <laughs> was going to be Luke. Oh, my God. That clip, I was gasping that they were going to give the director. I'd heard. I'm watching this like a day later than everyone else. But um, but I, 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 I was actually already out there in the in the ether that, that they the code was it was going to be Plo Koon. But um, for a second there, I thought they were going to um, bamboozle um, Peyton Reed um, on that as well. <laughs> so... Oh man, wait, where where are these documentarians for this? I guess they don't want the documentarian knowing that it's Luke either. Get an iPhone out, Favreau. Come on. I um I would love like to maybe we're gonna about to get a grasp of it. He he will describe it here. But um great stuff. And uh I needed a moment. <laughs> All right, so his memory was, um, it was pretty decent in relation to the whole thing. Great, great, great stuff. There's, there's nothing we love more um, as Star Wars fans when we, we find out that the, uh, the participants in Star Wars are one of us, one of us, one of us. Um, that's epic. If there's one person in the galaxy that you would be okay taking this kid, it's got to be Luke. Oh, it just felt right to both of us. It was this carefully laid discussion, you know, the stages of, is it, is it going to be him? You're kind of in denial, no matter how obvious we made it, you do not think it's going to be him when that hood comes off. Like that shot was the one of all the shots that had to work because it was going to be the completion of this wish fulfillment. And that's an extension of the thing I was talking about with the anticipation that then there was sort of like the anticipation of him then revealing himself. Um, and also how the hell is that going to happen? I, I, I feel like the one negative twinge I had through the whole thing, or not even ne- just where I was snapped out of my 
childhood dream state was as he was taking it off and I saw his face trying to work out what was happening. Like, was it Sebastian Stan? Was it CGI? Um, yeah, that was the one thing time I sort of twinged and like came back to being an adult. I, I, I bet an adult that is up crying at a um, a space adventure at 1am in the morning. But um, I, I, an, adult, an adult, statistically, nonetheless. So, yeah, that anticipation was, was sort of stretched through that whole uh, droid Jedi battle. Battle, more of a squash match. John and Dave inviting me to come over and take a look at Mandalorian. They said they'd love my opinion. That should have been a giveaway. <laughs> so I went over and they asked me to do a voice. Unfortunately, the bounty kill no longer operates in Tatooine. He often I'd totally forgotten that he did that um that voice. Good for him. Well, well, well droided, Mark. Well droided. But we started showing him a lot of the stuff and we showed him this is before anything had aired. We showed him that first episode with the reveal. And he was really captivated by it. He really liked it. He liked what we're doing, where we're going with it. And so we told him what we were thinking of doing. Before the first episode had aired, they were planting the seeds for this. That's, I, um, like you can, like that sort of seed planting and stuff. I, I just, I feel like I can smell it. When I watch this show, it's um, it's 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 truly great. I don't know if they want to tell stories of Luke post Return of the Jedi. Uh, I wonder who they'll get. When they said they're going to use the de aging process they used in in the Marvel movies, I was just gobsmacked. I didn't answer right away. I mean, I didn't think about it. But in other words, if they're saying they want me to do this, how can I say no? How could he say no? He probably could have very easily. Um, but in, I think in our hearts, it's just like, how, how could you um, renege on uh, giving us what you gave us? Yeah, it, it almost is uh, like Mark Hamill didn't want to make the mistake that Luke made in The Last Jedi. He, um, he didn't say no. How could he say no? It's interesting. John and I drove up together to Mark's house and we brought the script, Luke Skywalker's wardrobe, and we brought Grogu with us. Oh, Mark, he came out and he was thrilled. And I think, a, a, a could you imagine you were a, a, a neighbor to the Hamels? And no, you were a neighbor that um, they did, they show the footage of, of, of Mark dressed up as Jedi Luke with, with Grogu. So your friends live opposite the Hamels and you get to go visit. You go for a barbecue, cook out, swim in the pool, whatever. And, and you look over the fence. Oh, no, this is even better, right? You know someone that knows someone. This makes it more a ridiculous story. So you know someone who knows someone who lives next to the Hamels. And the person you know goes there and sees 
Mark Hamill in the backyard walking around in his Jedi robes, holding his lightsaber, chatting to some people. You come back to me with this story. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you're on the level, but um, but you would have been. So I apologize to my fictional friend who knows the neighbors of the Hamels, the fictional neighbors. I, I the fictional friend who knows the fictional neighbors of the very real um, Hamel family. That would be quite a circumstance. I if if you are if you are the person that did actually see this, I'd love to hear from you. Very strange. Kathy Kennedy, uh, we brought in very early on this conversation. And Kathy, you know, first and foremost, is, is a great producer. And producers figure out ways to make things happen that are creatively exciting to the, to the storytellers. Not only does she understand how to create an environment where we can have all the tools that we need to explore and experiment and be creative, but also knows what it takes to incubate ideas and and understands the significance of when you do it right what that could represent now obviously there's a, a lot of online debate about kathleen kennedy and and uh, the what she's involved with um as uh the head of lucasfilm and listen favreau is spelling it out right there uh, are you believing him or are you believing a, a guy on YouTube that's been wrong about the future of Star Wars every day for money for the past five years. Or some ominous knob that um, has the inside source. It's, there's, there's a corporate structure and uh, it's, it's, it's working. They, um, they're not always gonna make things like that you love perfectly. But, you know, in my experience, most of it has hit it out of the park. Quite often not where I've uh, expected it either. I, I think where I expected the, um, the, the hit out of the park, um, that's when um, they, they, they struck out to me anyway, the conclusion of, uh, of, of the Skywalker saga. But you stay passionate, but you stay measured. And you move on, see what else they've got. And um, so far, it is uh, it's banger after banger. The the, the 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 brilliance of the Mandalorian was a, a few days after um, my 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 Star Wars disappointment. I was bang, just got hit with a banger episode, and um, I was back. But yeah, who are you going to believe? Um, if 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 it if that stuff sort of interests you, just just go watch. Um, Attitude Era WWF wrestling because there's so much power struggle behind the scenes that could well be right up your alley, right up your alley. One of the big challenges on this show is the work is very ambitious uh, and the expectation is that the polish level will be as high as what we're doing on the features. John Knoll talking just there. Him and his brother invented Photoshop. And um, I always love my John Knoll story where I saw him at Celebration Chicago. He was um, signing some autographs, saying hello to some people. I walked past and I said, hey, John Knoll, inventor of Photoshop, do you ever see Photoshopped images, like really crazy ones on the internet and sometimes go, oh, what did I invent? And he sort of 
bewilderedly laughed at me and went, oh, no. So I got to the bottom of that. I would have, I would have thought the other way, to be honest. But um, again, I'm going to trust the word of John Knoll because the only other, my opinion, was just um, what I thought that I was projecting onto him. There could, there could be a lesson there somewhere. And then there's deep fake, which is where you use machine learning, a tremendous amount of um, uh, ingestion of images. You feed images either from the internet or in our case, you feed it from all of these. It does sound like a digital salak bit. Time, pulling in the proper eyeline or expression from the library of, of faces. So we were looking at all. So they're talking about the, the deep fakey and the technology they used. And, and they're showing how Luke's face match like luke's face taken from a movie gets can get processed into the the mandalorian scene but all the photos they're using are from a new hope which seems really odd that it's before he's um his like accident that sort of you know changed his face up just a, a slightly it's or, or just the oldest time of from return of the jedi like that that just seems so odd to me but um Hey, I digress. I, I, I'm not an ILMA, if you will. You have to have a lot of trust in all the technicians that they're going to make you look all right. With what they haven't shown any images from Return of the Jedi. It would have been easier. You should have, I would have said, why don't you get a photo from Return of the Jedi? Here's my storybook. I got it in primary school. There he is. That's how he looks. Bang him up there. ILM. Come on. On. Uh, the de-aging process. All right, finally, some pictures from Return of the Jedi. Yes. All right, you're listening to me, mid-documentary. Appreciate it. Happy to help. We had two actors. We had Mark Hamill, and we also had a picture double named Max. Max is a, a gorgeous man, I, I do have to um, confess. Those cheeks, Max. I'm in love with those cheeks. I think deep down in everybody, that's what we're all feeling. Talk to Max! Where's your interview with Max? Come on. I don't want, don't set the volume to low on Max. Get him up there. I said, look, you don't have any worries for me. I've learned a long time ago how to keep secret. I mean, that empire secret, I had to keep it for like a year and a half. All it takes is one person who sees that and, and goes on social media and goes, guess what I saw today. It is, and, and praise be, but it, it is amazing that um nary uh, a whiff um got to me about luke appearing in this episode it's um it's it's a great secret to keep um i i feel like lucasfilm tries to keep too many secrets um or maybe if they let go of a few secrets out there as we went along it would distract people from wanting to find out other secrets Han getting killed they, they didn't keep that one I managed to um keep away from it like Snoke getting killed had had no idea about that Grogu being the child I'd, I'd heard that there was going to be a uh a, a child that there was a bounty on and I also heard there was going to be some Yodas never I don't know how I'd, I'd never mash them together so that was a just an amazing reveal at the end of the mandalorian just having um 
a great first episode. I'm like, oh, that was really cool. That was like way better than I thought it was going to be. But it just needed that. I, I, I didn't realize it until it happened. It just needed that dash of the force and then bang, you got yourself a Grogu, a Yoju, if you will. And then, of course, the uh, the Luke reveal. You know, we, we everyone expected Ahsoka and, and Bo-Katan, um, but... They, they they kept on to the one that um to me anyway truly mattered it's it's it, it is incredible it is incredible that they did keep it a secret creating artwork that was not luke we had a digital plocoon had placed on the actor in dailies so it looked like plocoon oh my god and his technique and ahsoka's technique should be very different and technically, she's had vastly more training than he ever has. She's actually his senior, which is, I think, difficult for people to remember because of when these characters were created. Right? <laughs> so a lot of consideration. There's a lot of difficult things for people to remember. <laughs> that's um, that's very interesting, though, that, um, yeah, Luke, he, he kept his fighting style pretty OT. What makes Luke Luke? What expressions make luke luke what lighting scenarios make luke luke what makes a luke 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 that's the first time in that last episode that we actually hear any music that's from the original trilogy oh. magic are you a jedi Audio. i am Everything up to that point had been original music by Ludwig. And that's the first time you could hear any John Williams music. That's sick. And that also... How could you not? Never underestimate the importance of John Williams. <laughs> All right. Then they, they go into a, uh, a discussion about deep fake technology and the the ethics of it. And uh, you the metaphor is that Mickey in Fantasia is a unscrupulous deep fake artist who needs to be stopped. I, I enjoyed John Favreau's thing of just like, well, technology's here. It's going. It's going to happen. So let's develop some other technology that alerts us when it's happening, which is... Um, let, letting the genie out of the bottle, but guys, we've got another genie that can stop him. Character like Grogu that can stand right next to R2-D2 in the same frame and talk to him. You don't ever imagine that. And it's a huge responsibility to put that character next to those characters. What a, a sugar on top moment this was that you're just like oh my god luke grogu uh incredible and then artu just comes out and it's like you, you you're having a party and the party just gets better and better it's uh that, that was ah amazing do you think r2 like went through all those corridors and just saw all those droids it was just like whoa i can never get this dude mad man it's the the apple does not fall too far from the tree this guy will mess you up we were talking about the scene and we were getting into it and i said well you know if we bring luke in you get r2 and john was like r2 
that was always my favorite character when I was little. I love that in doing the concept uh, of the scene and putting the episode together that, you know, Favreau came up with the idea of, of bringing back Luke. So that idea was, like, in essence, spoiled for him. But he then, just in spitballing about what's going to happen, that Dave Filoni gets to surprise him, even in concept form, like, hey, Artu's there as well. And Filoni's like, I mean, and Favreau's like, oh, Artu, I love Artu. Oh, what a surprise. This is awesome. That's that's cool that he got his little buzz as well. He should have filmed a reaction video. That's my answer to everything. Film a reaction video. Ta-da, we're here. And so I immediately did a sketch of R2 talking to... All right, listen. Lucasfilm licensing. If you're just listening to the podcast, on the screen now is a like a texted, um, very sort of rough-styled uh, bit of art by Dave Filoni. You know, beautiful. When I say rough style, it's sort of like the style um, that it's going for. With You can see the texture strokes and everything. But of... R2 making little musical notes coming out of his um, musical noter, um, bending down to meet Grogu. You guys need to put this on a lot of items. And in kind, fans will send you a lot of money. Okay. That's, um, that should be a print. Oh, my stars. I would, that it's, it's so nice. Make money off this item. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Grogu. And I was like, the moment we want is the one that's like when Wicket meets R2. Yes, because it's game-recognized game. In Star Wars, we, we beloved. We give our hearts to nothing more than the characters we have to bend down to meet in person. And when two of those meet, you know, R2 and the Porg, it, it's, they're, they're just delightfully sweet little moments that, um, yeah, R2 meeting Wicket, the best, the best. It was already intense because it was already, my God, here's Mark Hamill dressed as Luke Skywalker on our set in a Starship hallway. It was just, it felt like a dream. It was very, very strange. And Dude, I-, I totally get where you're coming from on uh, those thoughts during that scene. I'm, I'm glad that in real life uh, you got that as well, John Favreau. And I'm sorry for pausing you on such an unflattering um, half-blink frame. Sorry, dude. Full, full respect. I was fine, and then R2-D2 rolled on. And I just had a moment where R2-D2 was there. And I that's when I broke down. And it felt, I, I didn't understand why it felt silly. Or, you know, <laughs> but I started tearing up. <laughs> and I just was like, let me remember this moment. Yes. I, now I'm sort of moved. I, I don't understand why. I really don't. Yes. I, I don't understand why. 
but it just shows you how deep that stuff goes and what it touches from your childhood and how you felt then. Man, I uh, I get where you're coming from, Favreau. I get where you're coming from. When I I used to watch Swingers just ad nauseum, um, you know, weekly rental from the video shop. It was ten dollars for ten. And I would um, often just pepper in, if I had spare spots, a, um, a Swingers or a Kevin Smith or CB4, one of the, the classic comedies that I could watch over and over. And uh, I, uh, yeah, would never imagine that uh, his creative forces would um, uh, merge with uh, this moment or a moment like this in, uh, in my entertainment watching life. The Grogu puppet is so believable. <laughs> Deja vu with Yoda. You know, I mean, Yoda was so real to me. The the shot on the screen that I've got it paused on, if you just listen to the podcast, is of Mark Hamill in his backyard, dressed as Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi, holding Grogu with a big smile on his face. And um, that's cool. That is cool as. And when, when he talks about how Yoda was so real to him, that is what sold The Empire Strikes Back. If, if, if Mark Hamill didn't give his all to, like, treating Yoda as not just an equal but a, an, a, an above as far as the character interaction and, and the selling that this was a 900-year-old Jedi master, it, The Empire Strikes Back would have fallen apart. But, it, like, he gave it all. It, it gave us the um the opening to also as take it as seriously as or Yoda as seriously as um as Mark Hamill was as Luke Skywalker. It's um he he I I gotta look up these best actors in um nineteen eighty because this dude Hamill he made a Muppet into a iconic character. Like it was him. That got it done. You know, Frank Oz, of course. Um, I think it was Stuart Freeborn that um, that crafted the puppet, the head. I believe half the face was his. The other half was Einstein's, I think uh, the, the law goes. Yeah, Hamill sold it, man. Hamill sold it. I just thought when I, when I was watching the episodes, I said, I've got to meet the child. And it, it's justified because... I'm the only one that has any experience with his species. Igor. <laughs> That's who you belong with. He's one of your kind. It was important that the end of that show have a really strong, slow build and build in emotion about how the audience was responding to the appearance of that character and to the separation of Mando and, and Grogu. Uh, that is so odd. I heard someone on Twitter was saying they don't touch on um grogu and din at all but you know obviously the the, the focus of the uh the documentaries on on luke's appearance and how they did it but they just did so it's not like at all it's 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 there and you know this this is sort of uh a look at the technical aspect of uh the finale so yeah just be fair and balanced you guys Khan, Khan, Khan. The ending of E.T., the way that you spent a whole movie with E.T. and Elliot. It was so much like the ending of E.T. for me. I, um, I, 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 I 
fear to watch ET as a father because Harry reminds me quite a bit of ET in that he's just discovering all these strange things on planet Earth for the first time. And, you know, the fact that a, a bee flies into a flower, takes a pollen and goes off to make him honey, he's just amazed by. And it's, and then other things, he just has such a, a, a goofy outlook of it because he, he sort of doesn't get how like things work. He's interpreting it in his own unique way as, as ET did. So um, I can't wait to watch ET with Harry, but I'm not going to watch it again until I can watch it with him and he can appreciate it. But he is, um, he will never be able to say (laughs) after it that he hasn't seen his father cry because, um, woo, I, uh, I wept, you know, every time I've ever seen the movie, um, before Harry and, uh, after Harry, it's, um, it, it, it could be a, a Mandalorian finale level amount of um, of laughter and tears. So um, look forward to that. There will not be a video of this, unfortunately. But I said, I think we want to introduce a little bit of that into the Star Wars universe. Like, let's have that, not be afraid of that emotion at the end of the thing. And it felt like it merited it because to split up those two characters at the end of uh, that season uh, broke a lot of hearts. Okay, so they're showing Grogu say goodbye to Din as I'm going to get choked up now just talking about it when Din takes off his helmet like that was I, I I came up with this metaphor when I was talking to someone maybe it was on Star Wars Explained a few weeks ago but um in the Mandalorian finale Luke Skywalker's appearance like made 12 year old me cry or nine-year-old or however I was, I was I was actually far younger than that when I saw Return of the Jedi. The Luke reappearance in the Mandalorian finale served the child Star Wars fan in me in that um, it fulfilled, you know, my most wanted thing in Star Wars all my childhood, which was, you know, more Luke Skywalker. But the goodbye scene and then the the removal of the mask that din wanted to show his adopted son the, the his his true him his true face very much resonated with the adult star wars fan that i am also using um the the things around my my current life with with harry and where he's not adopted that's for sure <laughs> You ever see a photo of him? He's um, he's not adopted. He is. It's more of a we went to Camino type situation. And yeah, I, I guess that's why I will always beloved this uh, forty minutes of of Star Wars and hold it so dear to my heart. In that it 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 served childhood me and adult me as a, a Star Wars fan, and um, a good time was had by all. Let me tell you. Don't be afraid. What was interesting oh, about watching Peyton? The the thought of having to do that for more than twelve hours—that is, oh, oh man! And then when you just add in like the the weight of space and 
who is this dude that just turned up? You know, he knows about the Jedi. This guy's obviously a Jedi. So, um, and, and, and Grogu knows he should go out. So um, it's, a, it's a space fantasy, you guys. But if, if Hamill rocks up to my house for Harry, we're going to have to talk it out a little bit. We're going to have to, let's sit down. Glad that you're here. You turned up at a, a great time. But um, let's, just, let's discuss some plans. Let's get a name. I know your name. It's, it's Mark Hamill. But let's, let's get a plan. Let's get a plan, Mr. Hamill, before you uh, run off with my clone. But aside from uh, that, that sarcastic take on the situation, just uh, heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching. Oh, so good. The, 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 the places that this episode took me was um, I will be forever grateful uh four so let's see how this thing wraps up now the world knows now we can kind of let go of some of what's been inside this whole time and, and maybe i can say luke skywalker maybe not i'm not sure <laughs> you could release an action figure that's what you could do now you, you can say his name and you can license it out come on where's my mando poster Forgot. Yeah, I'm turning now. I'm turning towards the end. Sure, I had the best time ever, but where's my chances to spend money? I want my Mandalorian poster, season two, episode eight, the rescue. I want the poster for it. Give me my poster and an action figure that's super hard to find. And that makes me even more annoyed. Give me more chances to spend money and get annoyed. That's all I asked from Star Wars. Come on. That was definitely on, you know, on those moments you could count on one hand of what makes you grateful that you're doing what you're doing. And to hear Peyton react and Dave react, and especially Mark, when Mark was seeing the stuff. And we live in an interesting time. We live in a time when people make their feelings uh, known. <laughs> and if you choose to, you could dip into that river of of information of feedback john sent me links to reaction videos which were just you know because i don't get to see these things in the audience to see grown men cry and <laughs> people screaming their heads off i mean it was really really good for me to see oh i'm tearing up over enjoying be tearing so up much. god it was a good time and you realize they're remembering what it meant to them and you realize that you've been a part of constructing something that's giving that experience to people this good feeling, which fundamentally Star Wars should deliver a good feeling, an uplifting feeling in you and your family, your kids, whatever. Dave Filoni. My my if I had a cowboy hat, I would I would I would take it off. I I, I do find it interesting that when Dave Filoni does live action, he doesn't wear the hat. But when he's in animation, he wears the hat. Hmm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. However, apart from that headwear conspiracy theory of sorts, Star Wars, it, it, it should leave you with a, uh, a good feeling. Much like at the start of uh, this episode, it talks about CM Punk coming back to wrestling 
And I, I, I feel like in the wrestling sphere, the, the WWE, as it's called, the Vince McMahon one, doesn't, they're not concentrating so much in, in leaving the fans with a good feeling. But um, after all the ups and downs and the trials and tribulations of our um, heroes in, in whatever platform they um, heroicize in, you, you want them to to come out on top in the end and and you want a chance to um celebrate that and and and, and savor that um the good feelings that uh whatever these stories are that you enjoy that, that they give you so yeah star wars um and 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 pretty much any hobby should leave you with a good feeling and after a while, if it doesn't, it it might not be for you anymore. You may have evolved. It may have evolved. At the end of the day, it is, is just sort of like a hobby, no matter how passionate you are about it. And, yeah, if it doesn't make you feel good, like, like uh, you you should, whenever possible, whenever you have the means, if you have something that doesn't make you feel good and you have the means to um, disengage from that or, or fix it, um, please do. Please do in all spheres of life. And I think that's part of why it becomes an intergenerational experience. And just as my father brought me to the first Star Wars, there's a lot of people who are sitting on the couch with their kids. Oh. And they may be watching for different reasons, they like different things. But I like, you know, in this atomized entertainment economy where everybody is looking at things. You're choking me up, Favreau. And everybody has their own login. To have a moment where oh. you have several members of a family together watching the same thing and sharing the same experience. You know, that's what good television oh. and good movies are all about. Putting the music in, uh, tearing really, up. I'm very proud of that. You should be proud. Has uh, that element to it, and it's a great way to introduce the next generation to Star Wars. Harry loves Baby Yoda. Loves it. Oh, oh! I teared up at the end as a father. Ah, oh, now my cynicism's back because it says Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian. Yes. Back to life, back to reality. All right, that was um, so much fun watching that documentary with you for the first time. Very much enjoyed it. I, I hope this plays out. I, I feel like if you listen to the audio and uh, you've watched the documentary already, it's um, going to make sense the way I edit it together. So um, there is that. If you enjoyed the episode... Uh, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on podcast, please try to pot it forward. Um, obey the algorithm on YouTube. Give us a comment. Um, obey the algorithm on YouTube. Give us a comment and a thumbs up and a subscribe. If you have not, if you're listening via podcast, um, give us one of those sweet five-star reviews on iTunes. And if you're not doing the other thing, do the other thing and then it'll help the other thing. And then we'll be able to do more things because you're helping. It's awesome. I need your help. 
So uh, I appreciate it. Also, um, give us a share on Twitter. Mention on your podcast if um, if that's your thing. If you want to support the podcast, we have the Steel Wars Patreon, where you get a back catalogue of over 800 audio episodes of the Steel Wars podcast. Live shows at comedy festivals, interviews with cast members, super fans, and, and everything in between. P- a person that hasn't seen Star Wars, they're on there too. Um, also, Ben Mendelsohn. I, I should bring that up. Three dollars will uh, unlock all those episodes. You'll have all this timeless um, interviews from people about their time on Star Wars sets and uh, being Star Wars fans and all that good stuff for just three bucks. And also, it opens up all these um, exclusive video versions of uh, a lot of that Patreon content as well. So the, the more recent ones. Of course. And then we do our Patreon exclusive um, shows, which are getting back into full force tomorrow. I will be recording a new Star Wars year by podcast with Hawes Burkhart that will be up in video and audio for Patreons next week. And um, about to record a new hyper chat with Corey in about 45 minutes it will be available on youtube and podcast also and you can check out our merch store at below the there is a direct link in this episode show notes and you can celebrate the return of luke skywalker with um i i love this t-shirt so much the return t-shirt just with a big return little steel wars couple of key lines and uh, a font you might recognize so check that out as well as like ignite the green the yodi hawk the chicago sports reference t-shirt sith and destroy all that good stuff at below the collar.com just click on uh, the steel wars put search steel wars or just hit the direct link in your show notes it'll take you straight to all the steel wars ones thank you guys so much i um hope you enjoyed this weird watch along chat along experiencing what it's like to um watch a documentary with someone that can't shut up but um ah also my other podcast i love green guy letters is back we've uh, got i think three new episodes that we've done in the last couple of weeks and um new episode just went up with david quirk and alice frazier which is on youtube and all podcast platforms as well that is i love green guide letters a very funny look at the complaint letters to the tv guy in melbourne australia thanks so much for your support your clicking your viewing your watching hope you had a good time and may that force be with you Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 